0: Praise God, praise God. Good morning, good morning to you. I pray all is well with your soul today. Welcome to Genesis 1 Christian Ministries. Praise God. I pray that you expect a miracle today. Expect to be touched by Holy Spirit. Expect to hear from God through the Word of God. And just be thankful because this is the day that the Lord has made. And we shall rejoice and be also oh, so glad in it. Let us go into prayer. As we start this service, Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, O Lord God, we just praise you and just magnify thy most glorious name in the matchless name of Jesus, O Lord God. we pray in the name of Jesus Christ, O Lord God, that you will continue to be here with us commune with us as we partake of your word today, O Lord God. We pray that there be a fresh anointing of thy precious holy spirit to every single listener that would be here today in the name of Jesus. We pray, O Lord God, that you will search their hearts and speak to them in your own special way, because, Lord God, it is only you that know the needs, the desires of every single listener that would be here today. So, Lord God, we welcome you, Lord God. Open our eyes and ears and heart that we may hear and understand, O Lord God, in the name of Jesus. We praise you, Lord God. We magnify thy most glorious name. In the matchless name of Jesus Christ, amen, amen, and amen. Praise God, praise God. And as we go into the message today, um, let me just start by saying that uh, for those of you who already listened to the sermonette that was put up on our um, podcast site that was entitled Want To, uh, I just want to let you know that after putting up the sermonette entitled Want To, Holy Spirit prompted me to do this sermon, which is an expanded, full sermon on the subject matter that want to covers, so I'm going to do a bit of a recap um, from that uh, sermonette and then take you into the balance of what it is that the Holy Spirit really wants to convey uh, regarding the subject matter you know that I was calling want to. Amen, amen, so why don't we start by turning in our Bibles to Exodus? 25th chapter of Exodus, Exodus 25. Okay, and while you're um, waiting, if you don't have your Bible here, uh, why don't you just put this message on pause, run and get your Bible. It's... These these sermons are more effective if you can read along and see the Word of God for yourself and realize that these are not my words, but you can read for yourself what the Word of God is saying. Amen. So run and get your Bible and then resume this message and uh, follow along with us. We will be referencing many scriptures throughout this message. Amen. Praise God. So we're going to Exodus 25, and we're going to start with verse number 1. Exodus 25, verse number 1. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Speak unto the children of Israel that they bring me an offering of every man that giveth it willingly with his heart, you shall take my offering. Every man that giveth it willingly with his heart, you shall take my offering. Underline the word willingly. Underline the word willingly. Praise God. Now, in this particular scriptures here, we read about giving from a willing heart, a willing heart. Giving to God willingly and ungrudgingly basically boils down to whether or not we desire to give. Okay, I call this attitude our want to, quote-unquote. I call this attitude our want to. Okay, I believe without it, we would never do anything significant. Now, this particular scripture pertains to giving, but the want to attitude goes further because it also pertains to other parts of our lives. Over the years of our lives, we've all had to press through negative things. It happens to all of us. While we have a call from God on our lives, we need something in addition to his call. We need to have a lot of want to, quote unquote. We need to have a lot of want to. Another word for want to is passion. It is the thing that that motivates us to work hard and to make sacrifices with a good attitude. Want to is a powerful thing. With it, we can do a job well. We can lose weight. We can keep our houses clean. We can save money, get out of debt, or realize any other goal in life with this want to. We do not like to face the fact, however, that our victory or defeat is connected to our want to. Okay? All right? We don't like to face that fact. We are often really good at laying blame for our failures on someone or something else. You know, We like to blame the devil, we like to blame other people, the past, and so on. When usually the bottom line is that we really just don't have enough of the right kind of want to. We just don't have enough of want to, the right kind of want to. Amen? We really need to recognize that we usually end up doing what it is that we want to do in life. That we very easily do. If we have a strong desire to do something, we will somehow find a way to do it. You know the old expression, where there's a will, there's a way. It's simply because we want to. Many of us need to sit down and simply take a good old fashioned inventory of our want to level. Okay? I wonder, you know, I just wonder, can we be honest enough to really say, Lord, I didn't win the victory. Because I really didn't want to. Are we honest enough to say, Lord, I didn't read the Bible because I really didn't want to? Are we honest enough to say, Lord, I didn't spend time meditating on your word or talking with you because I just simply didn't want to? Are we honest enough to say further, Lord, instead I just sat around on the couch watching TV because I want it to. Amen? There's nothing wrong with rest and entertainment, but we need to keep our priorities right. Okay? So if we go to John, John chapter 8, turn in our Bibles to John chapter 8, praise the living God. God is good all the time, and all the time God is good. Go to John chapter 8, and verse number 32. John twenty-eight thirty-two famous well known scriptures here, short and sweet, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free okay if we can we can start taking full responsibility for our lives okay and and sometimes it can be it can be emotionally you know distressing to do so, but if we can take full responsibility for our lives we should remember that only the truth sets us free. So we have to be truthful with ourselves and of course with God. You know, what's my level of want to, you know? If you and I are going to serve God and be an example to others, we need to have a sanctified want, sanctified want to. God is not interested in our good works if we are not doing them with a willing heart. So ask God to give you his desires and cause you to want what He wants. Amen? Amen? Ask God to give you His desires and cause you to want what He wants. Amen? Amen? It is the honor and privilege, saints of God, of every Christian, to know God and to walk with Him on a daily basis. To be a Christian is to be a follower and imitator of Jesus Christ. We must pursue God. We must love him and serve him the way our Lord and Savior has modeled for us. Becoming a Christian is is a step in in the process of seeking God. But it's only the first step, and the rest of one's life is to be spent drawing closer to him. Amen? The rest of one's life is drawing closer to God. Accepting Jesus is the first step, but the rest of our lives is to be spent drawing closer to him. Let's go to the book of James. Amen. The book of James. Praise the living God. Well, the Lord is speaking to some of you here today, and Holy Spirit knows when and why He wants certain things preached. And there's uh, a lot of you out there are going to benefit from today's message if you <laughs> if if you want to. Amen. Go to James chapter four, verse number eight. Draw nigh to God. And he will draw nigh to you. Cleanse your hands, ye sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. Okay? So the operative words there, the main words are draw nigh to God, and he will draw nigh to you. That means draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. Amen? Another way to, uh, to, to think about seeking God and developing your want to is the concept of attracting the presence of God. As we draw near to God, He draw, draws near to us. Not my words, but His words. You just read it. As we draw near to God, He draws near to us. If we go to Second Chronicles, we see something else here. Amen. Let's go to the second book of Chronicles, the second book of Chronicles. Amen. Praise God. And we're going to go to chapter 15, 2 Chronicles second Chronicles chapter 15 and in reading in verses starting with verse number one and the spirit of God came upon Azariah the son of Oded and he went out to meet Asa and said unto him hear you me Asa and all Judah and Benjamin the Lord is with you the Lord is with you while you be with him and if you seek him he will be found of you underline please and if you seek him he will be found of you but if you forsake him he will forsake you now for a long season israel hath been without the true god and without a teaching priest and without law but but when they but when they in their trouble did turn unto the lord god of israel and sought him he was found by them okay so it's saying there that, that if you seek the Lord, that, 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 that you will be, he will be found of you. Okay, And it says there in verse 4 that when they were in trouble, Israel, when they were in trouble, they turned to the Lord God of Israel and sought him, and he was found of them. He was found of them. So as the prophet Isaiah told Asa, the Lord is with you when you are with him. If you seek him, he will be found by you. But if you forsake him, he will forsake you. So in other words, if you want to. Or if you don't want to, okay, if you want to seek him, you know, he will be found of you. Amen. And that's part of the problem that's going on right now here in this country and in this world. This country needs to turn around and start seeking God. Okay. And they will find God. Amen. And then things in this country will begin to be healed. That's one of the things that's missing. Okay. But we have to seek him. We have to to, to want to attract the presence of God. God's presence comes to us in the form of the Holy Spirit. When we seek him, he pours out a fresh anointing. He pours out a fresh anointing of his Holy Spirit into our lives when we seek him. In one sense, we know that God is everywhere. He is omnipresent. But we see in scripture that he also touches or gives a fresh anointing to certain people or groups of people in special ways at certain specific times. Times, this is what we are seek after, seeking after. This is what we should be seeking after: the very, very, very presence of God in our lives. That is, if we want to. Amen. The following are the means that attract His supernatural presence in in outpourings of His Holy Spirit. Understanding and practicing the, these principles will help you as a seeker of God. This is what you were designed for. Understand that. This is what you were designed for. And this is what the Lord expects of you. Amen. One is fervent and frequent prayer. Prayer. Okay. If we go back to the book of James, book of James, praise God. Go back to the book of James, chapter 5, this time. James, chapter 5, and starting with verse number 12. But above all things, my brethren, swear not, neither by heaven, neither by the earth, neither by any other oath, but let your yea be yea. And your nay, nay, unless you fall into condemnation, unless you fall into condemnation. And just let me just pause there at verse number twelve to just share something with you here, share an insight with you, where it says, "Above all things, my brethren, swear not, neither by heaven, neither by earth, neither by any other oath, but let your yea be yea, and your nay be nay, unless you fall into condemnation." I learned a long time ago in reading those, that, that scripture that uh, um, I, I do not swear, okay? Um, I've done jury duty, been called to jury duty many, many times in my life. And, and during the process when you're being sworn in and when, that, when they got to me to take that oath, um, I always said, I affirm. I affirm. I will not say, yes, I do swear. Okay, because the word of God says that you shouldn't. And if you're if you are ever challenged, then you should be ready and just be prepared, understanding what that verse is there saying. Above all things, my brethren, swear not, neither by heaven, neither by the earth, neither by any oath, but let your yea be yea, and your nay be nay, unless you fall into condemnation. Okay. And I noticed over the years that, our, um, uh, and they've been doing this for some time now. Uh, but i 've also been called to jury duty for some time uh, that now they will say, Do you solemnly swear or affirm in the courts you know now they now will say, Do you swear or solemnly affirm solemnly affirm amen so this is just just kind of a side note to you because many times christian Christians go around swearing and the word of God says that you should not do that. Okay? Simply telling someone that if I say yes, that means yes. That's 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 an oath. My my yes is an oath. That's mean, it means that I will do this or do that. Okay? And no means I will not do this or do that. Amen. Mm-hmm. But but to get back to the where we're going with this, uh, uh, above all things my brethren swear not neither by heaven, neither by the earth, neither by any other oath. Let your yea be yea and your nay nay, lest you fall into condemnation. Is any among you afflicted? Let him pray. Is any merry? Let him sing psalms. Is any sick among you? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith, underline, in the prayer of faith shall save the sick and the Lord shall raise him up. And the Lord shall raise him up, and the Lord shall raise him up. And if he have committed sins, they shall be forgiven him. Confess your faults one to another and pray one for another that you may be healed. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Please underline that. The effective uh, effective fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Elias was a man subject to like passions as we are, and he prayed earnestly that it might not rain. And it rained not on the earth by the space of three years and six months. And he prayed again, and the heaven gave rain, and the earth brought forth, brought forth her fruit. Amen. So again, the opposite words there are, of course, the effective fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Okay? But do you want to? Okay? This is a case where you have to ask yourself. Do you want to? Okay? Nothing is more powerful than prayer for us Christians, for us children of God. For those that know God, Amen. And that fervent prayer, prayer does not mean an occasional prayer. It means that you are are deeply involved in the prayer and you are, are are persistent in that prayer. You're 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 meeting with God every single day and many times during the day. You know, we we should be continually praying to God, Amen. And that continually praying to God does not necessarily mean that obviously you have to stop and eat and so forth. But it means that we should be doing this during various times of the day. You know, oftentimes, oftentimes uh, in the day. Amen. But the whole thing, again, it boils down to do you want to. Amen. Amen. The other thing that we should be considering and doing is taking in the word, taking in the word. Similar to the uh, discipline of prayer is the discipline of taking in the word of God. Okay. So this is just a similar, very similar to to prayer, but also taking in the word of God. You know, the scriptures need to be meditated upon. They need to be read and heard so that we can know and do the will of God. Let's go to the book of uh, Deuteronomy. Praise the living God. We turn to the book of Deuteronomy, chapter six, and starting with verse number four. Deuteronomy 6, starting with verse number 4. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord, and thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thine heart, and with all thy soul, and with all thy might. Again, if you want to. Verse number 6 continues, And these words which I command thee this day shall be in thine heart, and thou shalt teach them diligently unto thy children, and shalt talk of them when, you, when thou sittest in thine house, and when thou walkest by the way, and when thou liest down, and when thou risest up. Please underline all of verse number seven. Thou shalt teach them diligently unto thy children, and shalt talk of them when thou sittest in thine house, and thou walkest by the way, and when thou liest down, and when thou risest up. Underline verse number seven and put a bracket around and in your margin. Try to squeeze in the words. Do you want to? Okay. Again, do you want to? Okay. God here is saying that and with the words that we should be taking in and, 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 and thinking about is, as is, is it says there, teach them to our children. Okay. And part of the reason, the problem that we do see so much going on today with children is that how many parents are actively, how many parents want to spend time with their children? To to, to engulf them in the Word of God, to teach them the Word of God, okay? How many parents are actually spending time, I mean, it's fine, you know, to go to church, but, I mean, especially now with this COVID stuff going around, you know, and many of us are not meeting in physical buildings yet, and if, at best in parking lots or maybe in park settings and everything. But, but after that, after that time with them, with, with our children in those settings, how many, many speak about the Word of God and talk about the Word of God to their children other times? Amen? It says, talk of them when you, it talk about the Word of God diligently into thy children, but also talk about about the Word when you're sitting in your house, when you're walking by the way, and when you're lying down, and when you're rising up. So that means then that you should be thinking and considering and maybe even speaking the Word of God throughout the day. You know? You know? If you're driving, you know, and especially you, you have the luxury of being in your car by yourself, you know, are you, you meditating on? Are you thinking about the Word of God? Do you have some Christian music playing, perhaps? Or are you listening to one of our podcasts? You know, the sermon that's where designed to be to be short and brief and you can pop on some of those, but it's getting the word of God deeply rooted within your spirit. It says when you walk by the way, when you lie down, when you're going to bed. The word of God should be one of the last things that you're thinking about as you prepare to go to sleep. When you rise up in the morning, it should be one of the first things that you're thinking about, you know, before you start your day, your very busy day. But it boils down to, again, do you want to All right. Okay. You see, you see scriptures need to be meditated upon, you know, and to continue here in um, Deuteronomy uh, six, eight says, and thou shalt bind them for a sign upon thine hand and they shall be as frontlets between thine eyes. Now what this is referring to is uh, it, it's, it's called a phylactery, and uh, they would actually have scriptures in these little leather uh, pouches. One one would be uh, meticulously wrapped around their their hand, their left hand, and uh, there was really, I mean, it was quite a. Involved process for wrapping the strings to that little leather leather box, and also uh, there was one that they placed between the eyes on the forehead. Okay, and they carried the word of God around in that. Okay, and that's what this is talking about. Thou shalt bind them for a sign upon thine hand, and they shall be as frontlets between thine eyes. And thou shalt write upon, write them upon. The, the posts of thy house and on thy gates. Okay. Now, again, if you, any of you have ever known um, you know, any Jewish people and were friendly enough with them and were going to their homes, uh, they had what was called a mezuzah hanging on the outside of the doorposts there, their homes. And inside that mezuzah, they had a scripture, I believe it was Isaiah, if I'm correct. Uh, quotes from Isaiah, but it was uh, 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 actually screwed to the to the doorpost outside of their houses. Okay, and many Jewish Jewish people still do that do that today. Okay, verse nine again: and Thou shalt write them upon the posts of thy house and on thy gates. Ten, and it shall be, when the Lord thy God shall have brought thee into the land which He swear unto thy fathers, to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob, to give thee great and goodly cities which thou buildest not. Okay, To give you great and goodly cities, which thou buildest not, and houses full of all good things, which thou fillest not, and wells digged, which thou diggest not, vineyards and olive trees, which thou plantest not, uh, when thou shalt have eaten and be full. Then beware, lest thou forget the Lord which brought thee forth out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage. Okay? So what does it say is that like all of these things which you really didn't 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 slave for, which you really didn't work hard for, God was going to bless you with it. Okay? Okay? It, where, where it says there, it, when I bring you into the land uh, that was swore to your fathers to give you great and goodly cities, which you builded not. Okay? So you'll be inheriting a city. He's telling you you'll be inheriting a city which you did not toil to build. It says that your house will be full of good things, which you did not labor to fill, okay? Wells will be will, will be digged, which you dig, you dig it's not, which you did not have to toil to dig, okay? And this is what we see in our lives also, okay? God has a way, saints of God, of blessing you. Oh, my gosh, he can bless you with things that you really, really didn't toil for, that you didn't struggle to to have to, to, uh, to achieve, okay? All right? God can bless us in ways where, you know, you, you, you will just have plenty. Things will come your way. Things will be revealed to you. You'll get jobs that you weren't anticipating. Okay, you'll get opportunities to perhaps earn some money that you wasn't really anticipating having to do, that you didn't have to struggle for. God has a way of blessing us that way. Okay, but we have, we have to do something, and that is we have to want to love the lord our god with all our hearts and with all our soul and with all our might okay we we need to remember we have to, to want to to talk uh, uh uh to talk with our children diligently to talk with our children about the word of god think about the word of god when we are sitting down when we're walking when we're laying down when we're lying down for the night and when we're rising up these are the things we have to want to do we have to meditate on god's word Amen. You have to meditate it and think about it and do what it is that he's asking us to do. If we move forward one book into the book of Joshua, move forward just one book into the book of Joshua, and Joshua chapter 1, Joshua chapter 1, verse number 5, there shall not any man be able to stand before thee all the days of thy life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with be with thee. I will not fail thee nor forsake thee. Okay. And just pausing there for a minute, this was when Joshua was getting his charge from the Lord telling him Lord was telling Joshua that uh, um, he was going to have to fill Moses' shoes and going uh, uh, shoes going forward. Okay? And he said that there shall not be anyone to be able to stand before the older days of your life because he is going to be with him. Amen? God said that he will not forsake him. Okay. Well, the same thing is with you. God is with you. God is with you. He's not going to forsake you. No matter whatever this new thing that God may be bringing you into, this new place that God may be bringing you to, be it a new physical location or be it a, a new, new, new spiritual level for that matter, Be it someone that God wants you to minister to, wants you to talk to, whatever it is that God wants you to do, he's not going to leave you to do that by yourself. He's not going to forsake you. He will indeed be with you. Now, Joshua was probably trembling in his boots when God first told him this because Moses was a mighty man, okay, and Moses was a mighty man. Uh, he told Joshua in verse number two, "Moses, my servant, is dead. Now, uh, now, therefore, arise, go over this Jordan, you and all this people, unto the land which I do give them, even to the children of Israel. Every place that the sole of your foot shall tread upon, that have I given you, as I said to Moses." So Joshua was, "Oh boy, you mean to say I got to fill these mighty shoes?" But God is assuring him to to know that I will not forsake you. Well, again, I say to you, saint of God, whatever and whatever. Uh, uh, um, anxiety you may have about something in your life in moving forward. Be it a new job prospect, be it, uh, dealing with someone in your family, in your neighborhood, and at your job, or whatever it might be, whatever anxiety you might be carrying in moving forward. God has already blessed you. If you are a child of God and you've accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, Holy Spirit is in you. Holy Spirit is with you. God is there to guide you. Just remember that He is not going to forsake you. So you must continue to simply move forward and trust Him. Okay, But the question is, do you want to? Again, there's that want to. Amen. Do you want to? okay, you see you see, and 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 it's just the wondrous thing there, because these uh scriptures, uh, I was going to stop at five there, but uh, uh to read the end of five, I will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. He goes in God goes to verse number six, and says, "Be strong and of a good courage, for unto this people shalt thou divide divide for an inheritance the land which I swear unto their fathers to give them, only be thou strong and very courageous." That thou mayest observe to do according to all my law, which Moses my servant commanded thee. Turn not from it to the right hand or to the left, that thou mayest prosper whithersoever thou goest. This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth. The book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth. Okay, but thou shalt meditate. Thou shalt meditate therein day and night. Thou shalt meditate therein, day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. Okay? Now, a couple of things here in verse number 8. Okay, it says, The book of the Lord shall not depart out of thy mouth. Okay, Don't let the word of God escape your mouth. You need to make sure that it is not only in your heart, but at the right times that it's being spoken forth, okay? And then to meditate in that word, as I've been saying, day and night. Okay, and that means as continually as possible, alright? Now obviously God knows that we have things to do in this life. We have to go to work, we have to feed the kids, we have to go to the store, whatever, so on. But you can certainly, you, you know, you can, especially if you are blessed with being able to pray in tongues, especially if you're in the shower or wherever you may be going, you can indeed still, uh, uh profess and confess the Word of God. Amen? I mean, and then this is that thou mayest observe to do according to all according to all that is written therein. Now, this is an interesting point because the word of God says all that is written therein. So many of us want to live by bits and pieces of the word of God. So many of us want to choose the bits and pieces, the good bits and pieces of the Word of God. Those things that give us that goose bumpy feeling, or those things that make us feel so happy and good inside. Okay. Well, there's also parts of the Bible. There's also God's Word that sometimes will be spoken to um, to build you up, to point out that there's something that you need to do. Amen. Amen. But 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 when you read those parts of scriptures, when Holy Spirit quickens in your spirit that this is something that you need to address. Okay, don't be taken down by that. Don't develop, you know, a negative feeling. Amen. Amen. God chastises those that he loves. Amen. So when you read scripture, when Holy Spirit gives you something here that may be feeling a little bit uncomfortable, remember that 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 God is saying this to you to build you up, to build you up. You know, you've heard me me uh, talk about uh, when I had sculpturing in school. There, um, how when you prepared the clay, you had to slice it on this wire and then put it together again and pull out the impurities, little bits of rock and things like that. Pull it out of the clay and slice it again and put it together and pull out more of these infirmities. Well, that's what God does to us. You know. He shapes us and he molds us and he pulls out those things in our lives that would be hindering us from really becoming uh, able to be molded into that vessel uh, that he wants to shape us into where he can pour out his spirit into us and fully fill us to to develop us and to bring our lives to where he wants us to be for his purpose, to use us, to, to guide us. You know, and, and God certainly cannot, cannot use us if, if we're suffering. Amen. 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 God does not want a suffering Christian to try to use to maybe bring someone else to the Lord, you know, or to set an example for someone. God wants our lives to be, to, to be as joyful and fruitful, you know, and, and, and in a way that will, that will attract others to you, to Him through you. Amen. Amen. So the word, word of God there is saying there, you know, to observe, to do them, uh, 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 according to all that is written in, therein, not just the good parts of Scripture, but also the parts that to us may not seem at the time to be so joyful. Okay, but observe to do what is written therein. You know, for then it says, for then thou shalt make thy way prosperous. Then you'll be prosperous, and then you shall have good success. All right, then you'll have good success. So the whole thing again, yeah, it boils down to: if you want to, you know, do you want to go with God on this journey? God has a wondrous journey for all of us who are his children. God has a wondrous journey for, for all who have been called. Okay, And if you're listening to this podcast, then that means that you've been called. You've been called. Holy Spirit guided you here. If you're a first time listener, if you've been coming back, there's a reason that God is is bringing you back here because God has a purpose for you. God wants you to learn and 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 really hear the deeper, the, the the meatier things of the Word, just not the milk that is in the Bible. And when I say milk, just not the little, you know, the little surface things that we all read as 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 Christian babes when we're just starting out in our walk. God wants to get you to a deeper, more meaningful walk with him. And again, if you want to. Amen. Amen. Verse number nine says, Have not I commanded thee, be strong and of a good courage. Be not afraid, underlined, be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed, underlined. For the Lord thy God is with thee, whithersoever thou goest. Underline all of that too, please. Amen. Amen. For the Lord thy God is with thee, whithersoever thou goest. Amen. So it means that God is with you all the time. Remember that I can't stress that enough. I can't stress it enough. God is with you all the time. You know, you know, one of the wonderful things that I, I I do is, you know, when I'm getting in the car to to go to the store or whatever, you know, I just kind of say, OK, Lord, are you ready to go? You know, please give me a safe and uneventful trip to and from the store or wherever it is I, I might be going. You know, let's go, Lord, you know? you know, think of him because he is in the room with you. He's there with you now as you're listening to this message. He's there with you right now as you're listening to this message, you know. So, so, so get used to the fact that knowing that God is with you wherever you go, you know, and the bottom line is that you have to believe that or you should believe it. Again, I say if you want to, you know, if you want to. In the Bible, word of God refers to the scriptures but not exclusively to the Scriptures. The Word of God also comes in other ways. Okay, And I want you to really focus on what I'm about to say here. In the Bible, the Word of God refers to the Scriptures, but not exclusively to the Scriptures. The Word of God also comes in other ways. If God speaks to you through a prophetic message, If God speaks to you through a dream, if God so decides to speak to you through an angelic visitation or any other means, and you are sure that it is the word of God, I repeat, and you are sure it is the word of God, that it is the word of God, all right? Then it is the word of God, and you must obey and follow the Lord again if you want to. Amen. God can reach out and speak to us in any way, any form that He wants to. Amen. It may be, in a, as I said, it may be in a prophetic message, you know, from a, from a pastor or from someone that you heard on, maybe even on the television, you know, a, a good good minister or something like that. You, you know, a prophetic message can can come to you. You know, God speaks to us through dreams. You know, you know, wow. You know, God can, if He wanted to, you know, choose to to, to let us have a visit from an angel. Okay. You know, and, and, and it would seem that many people think that these things, these visitations are far are far in between, amen? But as I always say, uh, 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 many of us don't, don't see miracles because we simply don't believe in miracles, amen? Because you don't want to believe in miracles, amen, amen? But if you want to and can and do believe in miracles, it's possible that God may send an angel your way, You know, I mean, he's sovereign. He can do anything that he pleases. Okay. But again, just make sure that the message that you're getting is indeed the Word of God. Okay. Okay. Because if it is the Word of God, then it is the Word of God. And therefore, you must obey and you must follow whatever that Word says to you. If you want to. As I said, these revelations need to be weighed. Against the scriptures. Okay. They need to be weighed. They need to be, be weighed against scripture and talked over, you know, with, with, with Holy Spirit. You know, you know, if you get this kind of message, make sure that, that, that you are positive that this was a message from God. You know, again, God will never say anything to you through an angel, through a prophetic message, a dream or whatever. God will never say anything to you that will contradict His word. Okay. It's impossible for God to do that. Amen. So just make sure that, it, it, it's in line with the word of God, and of course, go to Holy Spirit. You know, you know, Lord, I, I Holy Spirit, I, I, I heard this, and or I heard this prophetic message, or I had this dream. You, you, you know, or I had this this angel. You know, come before me and just pray and confirm that it is indeed, you know, from God. You know, especially if you start seeing angels, make sure that it's an angel. You know, because the word of God says that the devil can appear as an angel of light. Amen. So you need to really be sure of that. But once you've confirmed, you know, that it is God, then it means that you have to do what the Word of God is telling you to do. Again, if you want to. Okay? Weigh it. Try every single spirit the Word of God says. Try every spirit. Because there are many, many false prophets out there. Okay? Many, many false prophets out there. Amen. Amen. We don't we, we don't we, we don't we don't want to to let this want to thing become so uh, foremost in our lives that I want to I want to that you throw out the, the 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 basic safeguards that God gives us in evaluating whether or not what we are hearing and seeing are indeed from him. Amen. Amen. But we do still need to look at, you know, do we want to hear from God? OK, praise God. A- a- anything else, you know, that is in our lives that is worth having. There is, you know, there's much to learn and there will be many growth challenges as we enter into this new part of, of life. You know, once you make a decision for God pertaining to the things, you know, of God, and you decide that you are going to um to make a stand and you're going to change your life and you're going to go into a different different uh, direction you know and if this is spiritual growth there can be challenging uh, aspects to it okay but by you actively uh, cultivating the art of hearing god okay as you actively work at a uh, uh, hearing and, and and developing cultivating the art of hearing god you will be able to know his will and you'll be able to seek him much more specifically and much more wholeheartedly. That is, if you want to. Okay? And I say to you that you know, you know, cultivating the art of the art of hearing God is exactly that because the you know, hearing God is not a science. It's not a science. It isn't something that is our prescriptive is saying, you know, one plus one is two and uh, uh, one, two, three, four and whatever, you know, like you're doing some sort of scientific experiment. It's not like that at all. Hearing from God is indeed an art and it's something that has to be developed. God gives us the framework. God gives us Holy Spirit. We've confessed Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. We've asked them into our our lives. We love the Lord our God with all of our hearts and minds and spirits and so forth. Okay, so so all of that foundation is indeed there. So it becomes an art of how you you develop and cultivate it because an art is something that is also of the development with feelings, okay, And, and 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 emotion. You know, and, and instincts, if you will, to do if you if if you're painting a picture, you know, an oil painting, something like that, you know, that there's not a science to painting an oil painting. It's it's how you feel, that it's with expression that you capture the essence of what you're putting on canvas there. Okay? So it's not a science. Amen. And the same thing it is with God, it's an art of hearing from God, one that has to be what worked on and developed as you uh continue your walk in him. Okay? All right? Okay, we, we we have to to learn to trust God in every single area of our lives. We must trust Him when things get hard. We must trust Him when we don't know what the future holds. We have to learn to trust God when we don't understand. Amen. Amen. It's all something that we have to learn to do. You know, and it's easy to trust God. I always, it's easy to trust God and and say, "Oh yeah, you have faith" when everything is going going great in your life. It's always easy to love God when things are going really, really great in your life. But when things become challenging, okay, okay, how hard is it, how hard many times is it for us to continue trusting God? Okay. We got to trust Him though, even like I said, when we, when we don't know what the future holds, we don't know what Monday is going to be like, we don't know what tomorrow is going to be like, we don't know when this, uh, this COVID thing is going to end. You know, we we don't know, we don't know, we don't know. But we still continually trust in God for every single area of our lives. Amen? And importantly, again, we have to learn to trust God when we don't understand. Okay? Let's go to a familiar scripture in the book of Proverbs here. Proverbs chapter 3. Oh, glory to God. God is good all the time. All the time, God is good. Thank you, Jesus Okay, Proverbs 3, and we're just going to do 5 and 6 here. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. Okay, Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him. And he shall direct thy paths. Okay? So there it goes again. That gets to the point of trusting God when you don't understand. Amen? Amen? When God gives you an instruction, we must trust him enough to do what he says if you want to. If you want to. Okay, we can't go rationalizing and leaving, uh, leaning on our own understanding of the subject matter, whatever it is that's going on in your life. You can't, you can't go about thinking about, oh, well, let me see, well, this is going to happen, or this isn't going to happen, or I don't see any indication how this could work out. Okay, I don't understand how this is going to. The, the mail I received said this, the email I got said that, so and so on the job said this. You know, you can't go leaning on your own understanding. You've got to trust Him. Okay, trust in the Lord with all thine heart. That means with everything, everything that you do, your whole being, and lean not on your own understanding. In all that you do, acknowledge that God is God. Acknowledge the fact that that He is the one that is with you. He is the one that is our, uh, that, that's blessing you. Okay, okay, you got to acknowledge to acknowledge God in your life. Okay, and always look to Him, and don't lean on our own understanding. Amen. That's that's a a, 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 that's definitely the way to wind up failing in life and going downhill. Amen. As humans, saints of God, as humans, we make decisions many times based on our own wants, feelings and desires. Okay. although our intentions may be good, choosing your own personal desires may not be. May not be what God wants for your life. Amen? Okay? And let me say that again. Many times, you know, and this message here, what I've just said here is now is not leaning on our own understanding, but many times we make decisions based on our own wants, what we want, what we feel, and what we desire. And although, you know, these intentions may be good, I want this because it's a good thing, I can help so-and-so, I can do this, I can do that. Choosing our own personal desires may not be what God wants for our lives. Therefore, we must learn to trust God and follow his plans for our life because he will always make the best choice for us, always. okay? If If we follow what God plans for our lives, we're going to be in good shape because God always wants for us something that is good the best possible thing for our lives, okay? We have to trust God's leading, leading, even if he wants for us, even if what he wants for us goes against our own personal desires, okay? okay. If God wants you to get a, uh, you know, I don't know, a, a blue Chevrolet instead of that bright red Ferrari, okay, you better believe that that Ferrari, bright red Ferrari, might be your personal desire, but God has something else in plan for you, Okay? And you don't know what's going to happen with that red Ferrari. Something could be terrible about to happen if you were to get it. Okay. So lean back on what God would want for you. Okay. And let that go. If that isn't your personal desire, still trust God and lead, let God lead you to where it is that he wants you to go regarding that car. Amen. We have to learn to trust him. Amen. So to learn, to learn to trust God, And to increase our want to, okay, in order to learn to trust God and to increase our wants to, okay, start by talking with God often, okay, talk with him often. Prayer brings you closer. The more you talk, talk, the more you grow to know his voice. Amen. If you didn't talk, I mean, if you hear your, you know, your, your mother, father's, wife's, husband, uh, a friendly, a family member, or a close friend, or whatever, if you hear hear that person's voice on the phone, or for that matter, speaking behind you uh, in the store, you're walking and you're hearing someone call you, you recognize that voice because you talk to that per- person a lot. You talk to that person, so therefore, you know the sound of that person's voice. Well, if you don't talk to God often, then how do you know His voice? Amen. If you don't talk to God very often, then how do you know His voice? Amen. So we need to, to, we need to increase, you know, our, our want to, to talk to God often. We need to increase our want to, to, to be in more, uh, uh, focused prayer with God. The more you talk with God, the more you will grow to know His voice. Okay. Again, meditate on His Word. Meditate on His Word. Surrender your problems to God. Okay, don't worry about your problems. Surrender your problems to God and trust God to give you the answers that you need. Amen. But again, you've got to want to surrender your problems to God. Amen. This whole thing, saints of God, you heard me say a dozen times, this whole thing is about choice. God has, God gave us free choice. You know, so either you will want to or you won't want to. Amen. So we need to develop that want to. Amen. So, going from don't want to want to may seem hard in the beginning, may seem difficult, may seem challenging in the beginning. But in time, it will become easier. You have to just keep practicing it. You have to keep practicing it. Amen. You want to get to the place where where where, where you are doing and you are wanting what God wants you to do. Amen. You may take a little time in doing this, but you just have to have a desire that you are indeed going to start doing this. Amen. 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 I pray that this message is going to be or has been a blessing to you, and I pray that it will be a blessing to you as you get go into the week, the days ahead of you. Amen. And as you work on developing your want to. Amen. And as we go into close, do not forget to, to honor God with your tithes and offerings. Amen. Don't forget to honor God with your tithes and offerings. That's another great want to that we have to get into looking at. Amen. So honor God, as I say, before we close, let us honor God with our tithes and offerings. And now let us pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you so much, O Lord God, for this time that we've had with you, Lord God. Thank you for your words today, O Lord. I pray in the name of Jesus Christ, O Lord, that these words that have gone forth today shall be as seeds, O Lord God. And I pray that the seeds of these words, of your words, O Lord God, shall both go forth into every single listener that would be here, that the seeds of your words will be deeply, deeply rooted within their spirits as fertile soil, O Lord, in the name of Jesus. I pray that that, that as they, that their spirits as fertile soil, O Lord God, let, <coughs> let them be watered by your Holy Spirit. And let the light of Christ Jesus shine upon those seeds, O Lord God, that those seeds may grow and blossom and bring forth much fruit in your life, in their lives, O Lord God, I pray, in the name of Jesus. O Lord God, I worship you and I praise you and I magnify thy most glorious name. I pray that you go with, go forth with every listener here today and be with them, bless them, keep them safe from harm seen and unseen, and continually speak to their hearts. We praise you, we worship you, we glorify thy name in the matchless, wondrous name of Jesus Christ. Amen, amen, and amen.